Welcome to Impact the World, the show for and about creatives, changemakers, and entrepreneurs. This is a conversation episode where a special guest shares with me what they are creating and the behind the scenes journey of their experience. Hello, welcome to Impact the World. If you are a fan of the show, it means the world to us if you are able to subscribe on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening on. And also, please leave us a rating and a review. We're an independent, self-funded show, and you doing that helps us continue what we're doing and reach more people, so thank you. Today's guest is a very special one. I first heard of a soul called Joel, sometime about a year or so ago. And I saw him collaborating with India RE on music projects. And I was immediately moved by his musicality and the way that he collaborated. But I immediately noticed he was doing a lot more than just music. Joel, over the last couple of years, has been developing all kinds of tools for people online, everything from meditation through to affirmation live broadcasts where he leads the viewer or the listener through self-love affirmations and meditations. Everything that he does really comes back to the core of self-love, which is a misunderstood and sometimes criticized art form on the planet. So I really admire the way that Joel has found multiple creative ways to bring this forward. And that's what we talk about today. I ask him about his journey, about how he has birthed these new ways of doing things, and he closes with a beautiful song for us. He plays his guitar, he sings a beautiful song from his forthcoming album, Love and Liberation. So it was a real treat to get to be with the presence that is Joel Cross. You may know him as A Soul Called Joel, and you can find all of his work at asoulcalledjoel.com. He's also very prolific on TikTok and on Instagram. So we'll put notes to Joel's work in the show notes. And for now, I will hand you over to the man himself. Hope you enjoy this conversation and thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the show, Joel. It's a real pleasure to meet you for the first time, but I have seen many of your beautiful videos and I first heard you through India Ari's Songversation album and then her Worthy album and you two have collaborated a lot over the years, but it's it's a pleasure to have you here on the show, so thank you. Uh, thank you, Lee. It's really, really an honor to be here. Joel, there are so many different things that you do, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about the aspects of your work and also perhaps how you got there. But as I was just reflecting on this conversation that we were about to have, the thing that you really stand for, for me in a very big way, is self-love. And I think self-love is a, is a tricky art, and it's something that we often over romanticize or see it as, as I don't know, that there, there are many different ways it's seen. And I think people can be very cynical about it as an idea. But at its core, it really is the seat of our power, if you like, as far as I'm concerned, because the more we can learn to love ourselves, the more we can generate and be that love for others and break down so much of the separation 
inside us that we have all imbibed over the years. So I see you out there as this ambassador for self-love, guiding people through song, through affirmation, through meditation to love themselves more and holding space for that. So I was thinking, wow, I wonder what Joel's journey has been around self-love, that he is this advocate, you know, because I know often we end up being the thing that we have had to really walk through fire to get to. Um, so I was just wondering what your what your story is around feeling worthy and letting yourself have hold self-love for yourself and practice self-love. Mm, yeah, yeah, great question. And um, very true. Um, self-love has my journey throughout my life started with um, a lot of the old Southern Baptist traditions. My father was a Baptist preacher. So there were a lot of hard rights and wrong growing up. I learned a lot from that tradition, but I also learned how to second guess myself a little too much. And so growing up through that tradition and um, kind of examining, re-examining my life as an adult, the more and more I looked at my life and all the people around me, it seemed like we all were looking for love. We all were looking for acceptance. But the thing is, we were looking for it from the outside in. And through my journaling practice and um, my meditation practice, I realized that the purest love I know is right here, you know, self-love from the inside out. So through, you know, kind of unpacking some of the things I learned growing up. I have seven brothers and sisters and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm the baby brother. So I'm number seven of eight and um, kind of witnessing kind of uh, being that quiet, introverted kid and not having an opportunity for my voice to really be heard or not um, knowing how to create that space for myself. I learned through affirmations and setting intention and my journaling in my own safe and sacred space how to cultivate self-love mm. enough to actually be able to share it and now hold space for others. Does it surprise you that you're doing what you're doing now? You know, if you could go back 10, 20 years and, and show yourself a snapshot of what you're doing, I bet you'd be surprised, right? Oh, very surprised. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see about, yeah, 10, 10 years ago, I graduated from, well, longer than that, but 10 years ago I was playing jazz guitar and I studied jazz guitar in school. So jazz arranging and uh, performance. And I was very much in that world um, until I got injured, actually. I um, was practicing 10, 12 hours a day en route to, uh, George Benson was one of my favorite guitar players. So I don't know if you know George Benson, but yeah. virtuosic um, player. And after trying to be him, I injured my hand and for a year and a half, I could barely even play. So that broke a lot of things off of me through that process and um, realizing the power of my belief and breaking down of my ego. Um, so much of my identity then was all around on how much I could do and look at me, you know, I'm, I've achieved this and that. And recognizing that the real art form, the real expression, the real purpose behind my desire to create music was to connect, you know, the energy. I grew up listening to gospel music and my father wrote gospel songs and there was always such 
mm, powerful energy in that music. And so through that process, I just started to write every day. I couldn't really play, so I would write. And my songs went from being super complicated, you know, in the jazz realm to like singer, songwriter, folk, two and three chords. And those had a more profound impact than, you know, a million chords in a song. <laughs> Yeah, you, well, it, your songs are beautiful, and and your your playing, your voice, the whole the whole thing. Um, I was struck by you have a story in one of the biographies I read on one of your websites that your friend had a dream that you were going to be working with India Re, and then three days later she contacted you, and you didn't know each other. Could you could you just kind of piece that together for us? Because that's that's pretty profound synchronicity there. Oh yeah, yeah. So let's see. 2011 is when I injured my hand. I was working my way back, and in 2015 I started doing some meditations from this book, Effortless Mastery by Kenny Werner, and it's all about claiming self love and your mastery within. It should be as effortless as breathing. Anything that we are, anything that we do is kind of his mantra. So through those meditations, you get to this place. I think there's one line that says something like, um, imagine you're in Carnegie Hall. It's 100,000 people and they're listening to this music and you're listening right along with them, you know, and all you're doing is breathing and this music and it's just this energy, right? You're channeling. It's basically what he's describing. And so... That was in 2015, I started doing those um, meditations. And then not long after that, I had moments where I embodied that in performance at little windows, you know, like three, four minutes later, I uh, did one performance of Taylor Swift song at a random gig. <laughs> and there was a viral moment with that, which was pretty funny. But then six months later, I was in New York City and I was visiting a, a good friend. Um, she's like a second mom, I called her Mama A beautiful soul in her own right. And I had just released my song, Look At Me, which was all about um, social injustice, right? And we were talking about how to make it a thing and she was supposed to be helping me plan something. And so I stayed at her place. The next morning she woke up and was like, Joe, I know who needs to be a part of your music. I had this crazy dream and it was amazing. And I was like, okay, cool, you know, who? I'm, I'm still waking up. I'd literally just woken up. She was, had been up for hours at this point. And so I'm trying to like, you know, find myself. And she's saying, India Ari. And I'm like, that's great. Do you have her number? Because I don't know her. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes on and says, um, you know, you guys were performing and writing together. You're doing all this stuff. And, and she's like, you just got to hear this song. And she shows me I am light. And I hadn't heard the, that Songversation record that she released in 2013 at this point. So I was like, okay, it's really beautiful. So it's three days later. I had just left New York, come back to Texas. I had an audition in Austin. And I'm driving back from Austin to the Dallas area where I lived. And I put on this record, Songversation. I'm like, okay. I'm Light comes on. And I have to pull the car over on the freeway because it, the truth of that song hits me so powerfully. I just had a cathartic release and I was bawling for like 20, 30 minutes on the side of the highway. And after, you know, I had my moment, I was like, whew, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and um, my friends who I was staying with sent me a photo that we had taken that morning. We'd gotten up to see the sunrise. 
And I just posted it. It was an overcast day. And I, the caption was something like, got up early to see the sunrise, but it was overcast. But that doesn't matter because hashtag I am light, hashtag India I That was all like right after that moment. So I was like, I was feeling great. Like got back on the freeway. 15, 20 minutes later, I hear my phone vibrating in the cup holder. And I like peek and I'm like, message from India Ari. And I'm like, spam, <laughs> right? Like, no way this is India. And then there's another message. She's like, wait, who are you? Acoustic soul indeed. She goes on and on. And long story short, it was really her. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we started writing music, <laughs> collaborating. And here we are today. And, and beautiful music you two have made together. But I, I also love that India connected you into becoming a meditation teacher. That This is kind of where the ripples of these stories are always so interesting. Like one step leads to another. So, so you, you received a scholarship for David G's meditation program from India. Is that that's right? Yeah? Yeah, I believe um, not long after I realized I was wanting wanting to become a meditation uh, certified teacher india was like oh well i have two scholarships that i'm able to give away would you want like one i was thought of you and i was like yes <laughs> so we actually ended up uh, just this past summer going through the course together um david g's meditation course it's really powerful really mm. beautiful what would you say, because there's so much about meditation, and I know uh, many people talk about it, think about it, you know, it's it's a hard habit for a lot of us to get into as a regular thing. What would you say changed for you most profoundly or some of the most profound changes that you've noticed since becoming a regular meditator and really taking it into your life? Mm, most profound change. I think... That might be just the ability to witness myself. Like in those moments, I think we we so often embody an energy that isn't ourself. <laughs> it's an emotion, a heightened emotion, happiness, anger, joy, sorrow, everything in between, right? Fear and love. And as I meditated, especially in moments of turmoil, if I could just take a moment and breathe and realize that there is just an energy passing through me that wants me to know something. And it wants to remind me that I am bigger than this emotion. Hmm. It's here as a teacher, it's here as a friend, and it's here as a co-creator in this life. So if I can witness myself, then I realize that I'm not the emotion and I can also witness the emotion and ask it what it's here to teach me. Beautiful. And, and, and I love how all of that now feeds into what you do and the, the energy that you hold for people. So I watched such a moving video, I think it was last week on your Instagram, which I've been following for many months now. And um, it was lovely. It was a reaction video of somebody experiencing one of your TikTok live videos. Uh, and, and she was basically sharing how she was feeling, or I should say emotionally releasing in response to the affirmations that you were, you were giving, you know, and you often say, hello, beautiful souls. And then you, you were 
inviting somebody into affirmation. Um, it's a really profound thing to witness you doing that and to witness the shift that's happening for people who maybe have never spoken to themselves in this way. So you end up being them for them and then they get to embody it. it it's a beautiful thing to, to witness. Are you surprised how how resonant it has been with people? Because I know it has really, it's really spreading fast. Oh, yeah. I'm very surprised. I, I had no plan of even doing this. Um, you know, I got on TikTok social media. I was drawn intuitively to it. And I wanted a place to freely kind of create without um, being attached to anything or any expectation that I had prior to maybe two years ago before the pandemic. And I would just get on and we would start talking and hanging and then I would get on in the morning. Be like, okay, all right, spirit, let's do it. And I got up one morning to watch the sunrise. So I had, had the, the video on the sunrise like here in Texas and it was beautiful. And I was like, oh, I'm just so thankful for this sun. I was just going off. Like I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for all of these things. And it was so spontaneous. And then I invited everyone on the live, like guys, let's have a collective moment of gratitude. And I was like, I don't know why I'm saying this. And then the next thing I know, the feed is blowing up. Everybody's thankful for their family, their friends, you know, it's just going on. And there's a couple of hundred people in the live just giving thanks. Mm -hmm. And so I realized over time that this started becoming a space for people. And I was showing and sharing what my morning ritual had been in a public format, um, just letting it unfold. Um, one of the big things for me in that is like co-creating with life, eyes wide open. And it's like, you know, we make plans so often and it's, oh, well, I'm going to do this here and I'm going to do that there. And then life's like, no, you're not. It's going to be a pandemic right now. Like, we're not doing anything. <laughs> not the way you thought. So that practice in the morning started unfolding just that way. It was like, somebody was like, oh, well, what's your affirmation for the day? And I was like, okay, yeah, here's my affirmation. You know, I'm the love of my life. I'm whole. I'm worthy all of my self-love affirmations. Um, so my intention had been to hold space and be a conduit for grounding, healing, and transformation. And we started getting grounded by giving thanks, right? And then we would set an intention and that would be healing, just to be like, this is my intention in showing up this day. And the transformation was the affirmation. Where are we going? What are we transforming into? So we would do that with song. There was an af some affirmations that um, were viral by another person on TikTok that I state every day. I think his name is Royal by Design 369. And they're powerful for me. So I always have to um, give him his credit because it's beautiful, beautiful. And he's doing that work as well. But um, I never thought this would happen. I was... Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, you know what it actually started um well this morning thing on a regular basis started about two months ago when um i was sharing my journaling practice for the first time in a public format for about 15 years i've been journaling and trying out different things and slowly over the over that time it's evolved into something i call the rise journal hmm. and the rise journal is an acronym it stands for release inquire self-awareness and empowerment mm. so the release is borrowed from um the artist way morning pages 
right? Just that spontaneous writing, like the stream of consciousness for five minutes. So I was guiding people while playing guitar, just creating space. Then the inquiry would just be asking hard questions. What does my heart want to know? The um, self-awareness is listening from a heart space, not answering with the mental intellect, but listening to spirit, listening to your heart. And then the empowerment would be setting intentions and affirmations. And so when we got to that phase, that's when we started doing the songs and like just singing them and playing them. And then from there, I think we had a couple of thousand people in there one morning, all just sharing their affirmations. And I was, I was like, we're journaling guys, you know, we're journaling, right? <laughs> I think <"Are> you lost, <laughs> but it was so beautiful to witness. I think the most common comment I got was, um, this is the thing I didn't know I needed. Mm. And I, I recognize, you know, a lot of uh, the common habit waking up is to get on your phone, scroll. Mm -hmm. And many of us are postponing our day instead of starting our day on purpose with intention in purpose. And um, I think, you know, that provided a space for people to start to recognize that. And it's just really been a humbling gift to kind of be a witness to this co-creation. What I love about journaling is I think if you aren't somebody for whom meditation and you're sitting quietly and, and observing your thoughts, letting them still, whatever your meditation practice is, if that is a little foreign to you, the beauty of journaling is you can still have a level of, if you like, mental activity, engagement, but you're doing it with a, a far more intentional and conscious allowance of what wants to come through. So I've always been a big advocate for journaling, and it's something that has helped me. I haven't always done it daily, but it's some—it's a place I can go to reset. And I often encourage people who want to channel to speak to their soul. I'm like, you may meet your guides, you may not, but the best guide you can get in touch with is your soul or your higher self. Any of us can sit there and write, what does my soul want to tell me today? So I love that you take it a step further with this rise, um, the, the these what these words stand for but i also love that you've been doing it for 15 years so 15 years ago when you first understood journaling or it was presented to you was it something you just dove into immediately or at first were you a bit like what's this you know because i think that's often a common reaction when people hear of journaling yeah um you know i think people in my circle were talking about journaling and um I was like, okay, that's cool. And I wasn't really into it. And then six months later, I had like my first big heartbreak. I was like 20 years old and I was kind of distraught for two months, didn't sleep well. And then one morning, like two, 3 a.m., I just intuitively just went and grabbed like my college mead notebook and just pulled it out and started writing everything I was feeling. And, you know, by the time I was done 10, 20 pages later, I felt like 20 pounds had been taken off my shoulders and I just got back in bed and like slept peacefully and restfully, like for the first time. So I woke up and I was like, okay, there's something to this. And that was really how I got started. Um, just recognizing it. So like, it was, <laughs> it was really like just trying to end my suffering at that point. That's fantastic. 
Well, something you, you know, we were talking a minute ago about everything that you're doing now and you are someone who to me looks incredibly creatively in flow. You are creating, you are releasing. And I, I noticed something and you mentioned earlier, you know, the work you did with Kenny Werner and his transcendental meditations. There's something written on your website that those meditations and that those practices through Kenny gave you the idea that our creative process should be as effortless as breathing and that that transformed you entirely. Can you tell us a little bit about that shift? Because I meet lots of people who want to create but hit the blocks or hit the stop points and it, it sounds like you had a paradigm shift around that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I found that book in 2015, I was in a place of trying to like rebuild my own um, identity as a creator because it was so much around the jazz guitar. And though I had recovered, I wasn't really, I don't know that I'll ever be the jazz guitarist I thought I was going to be. And that's probably for the best. And so as I was kind of focusing more on songwriting, once I read this book, I recognized that all of my greatest songs are the songs I'm most proud of were written in flow, right? Where they just happen. Like you just wake up, it's one moment, boom, 20, 30 minutes, an hour, whole thing's done. And you're like, I don't know how I did that. I don't think that was entirely me, but it was amazing. And so his in Effortless Mastery, he's talking about, the fact that we all come from seeds and just like everything else on this planet, all the instructions are there and it does it masterfully and effortlessly. A tree is a tree masterfully and effortlessly, right? Every other being on this planet is except us, right? We struggle with our intellect and really we struggle with other people's ideas of who we should be and how we should be and how valid we are. So in his meditations like that one with Carnegie Hall and being in that place where I'm just on stage and I'm breathing <laughs> like outer body watching this show you know he's a pianist and I love that and so I after doing that meditation for I still do it I did it today I do it pretty regularly um I've kind of have a sense of memory with that space and so my my creative process is very much about surrender. Hmm. It's like, what's coming naturally right now? Like, I'm not going to pretend to predict like I know what, you know, you want to hear or whatever the audience may be or the projected audience is, because I don't. I might have an idea, I can do research. But more importantly, like, what is the divine message of right now? Right? What is it trying to use me for? I'm a co-creator in this life, right? I'm creating with the divine. We all are. So when I surrender my ideas and my worry, there's always something that arises. Sometimes it's very simple. <laughs> and sometimes it's just let there be space. But I think in honoring that truth, we all are creators all the time. It's just letting go of needing to be anything other than yourself. Absolutely. Beautiful. And I'm, I'm curious, does this play out for you when you are creating meditations? So I know that you have flow and I am the love of my life. And I love that you describe them as poetic resonance meditations, because poetic resonance is so a part of who you are, like your imprint 
uh, emanates that. So, so, and that's something I enjoy whenever I see any of your videos or hear you speak or sing or, or just in part, there is a poetry uh, to the resonance of your words. So mm. when you're creating or being the conduit for those meditations, is the process for you very much go into a state of receiving and, and then ground what you hear? I'm wondering how, how they appear for you. Yeah. Um, thank you, by the way. That's very kind. I, my process, at least with these first two. So actually the first one I recorded is I am the love of my life. And I had written, or really that poem came through me uh, in 2020, kind of, um, I just recently went through a divorce. So I'd been doing a lot of inner seeking during that time and reconnecting to my own truth with self-love and the idea of love. And doing my own rise journaling practice, sometimes it stays to that form and sometimes there's just something that comes through and that came out, I am the love of my life. So that was, that line came through that practice. And then there are other lines that came through um, deep seeking with David G's meditation. Um, he has a morning ritual that I've been doing for the last couple of years. And it asks, who am I on a soul level? Like, what is my soul identity? And without asking or without answering, waiting for the answer. And I heard clearly one day, love and liberation. So there's a line in there, I am love and liberation. I am light. I am the love of my life. So that all kind of came in that moment. But then the actual music was all totally divine, divinely guided. Like I had, I did, I don't think I could play that again. I don't, I don't know what I played. <laughs> I was literally in a in a flow state. So um, I was recording last May in Pennsylvania. Good friend has a studio in rural Pennsylvania. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing today. <laughs> I have these things, you know, but uh, I feel like I just need to play first, like play guitar. So I sat down, like I'd grounded. And um, for me, I can feel the energy moving through me, uh, a bit of third eye, a bit of the crown when I'm connected. And so I, I make space for that. And once that comes, then I start. And so I started playing the guitar and I was like shaking by the time I was done. I was like, okay, all right. I don't know what that is, but it's something. And then reading the poetry over it, I recognize that it's holding this resonance. It's holding a space. And I shared it with several people, including India <laughs> last summer. It's like, hey, this is, I don't, I wasn't trying to do this. This just happened, but this is something I've been wanting to create for like six years. And this is the first time it happened effortlessly. I wasn't trying, I'd, I wasn't, I didn't even have that intention. And she listened to it and she says, she responded, she's like, oh my God, you did it. I've, I immediately connected as soon as I heard the first note. And I was like, Okay, it's just kind of blown away. Um, and I keep getting responses like that from people. And it's really a gift. And it's really, I think the lesson that I've been taking from everything is that the energy is way more important than anything else. It's just way more important. You know, if I'm connected to something bigger than me, that energy is there. And there's an intention there, right? That's will always be met. So 
when I, before I start my lives, before I do almost anything as best I'm able, I try to make sure that the energy that I'm holding is of a divine nature that I can support myself and those around me in a loving and liberating way. Mm. Mm. And your, your new album, you, you told me earlier before this, it comes out on April 1st and it's called Love and Liberation. so maybe it's an obvious question given the title but can you can you share with us anything about that either the process or the intention or or, or what love and liberation really embodies for you in this album and what it was you wanted to create with it yeah sure love and liberation think going back to that meditation with uh, David G and hearing that as like my soul identity that I claimed for this season in my life. I think um, with everything that's been going on in the world, it's been really easy to kind of be like, point the finger, right? Like we can fall into that duality thing. And after like releasing a lot of that energy, it was like I was shown the bigger picture, like the long view like as far back as my brain could conceive and as far forward. And it's like my ancestors paved a way for me, right? And I'll pave a way for my nieces and nephews Mm. in the future. And we are all connected. We are all one. And so love and liberation is about creating a space for us to remember that our soul identity is love and liberation, to show up as love for myself in a way that liberates myself, but also love in a way that shows love to you and liberates you as well. Mm. So the music holds that intention. Um, all the songs are songs, affirmations, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and remembering your truths um, and just songs to uplift in moments of turmoil and conflict, as well as some true love songs. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I can't wait to hear it. So April 1st, Love and Liberation is coming out, everybody. And um, we will put links to, you know, all, all of your stuff in the show notes so you can you can track and, and find it. Um, one thing that that kind of, I guess, comes to me as we're having this conversation, which it, it's easy to overlook. How have you found the technology with everything you're doing? Like, were you somebody who was always good at technology? You had an affinity with it or has there been a real learning curve for you with all that you're doing? Yeah. Um, no, I was, I was definitely the computer nerd growing up. (laughs) That's handy. So I'm very fortunate and, you know, I've got, I've always had a home studio growing up with my dad, who was a musician and always had access to things. But, you know, there's a lot of songs that are, um, I've been recording just with a field recorder. I'll take, I'm in my RV now. And so I'll take the RV out to campsite, find a beautiful park or natural site nearby, just set it up. Is it the Zoom recorder that you have on like a stand? I, I saw one of your videos. I was like, oh, I have one of those over there. And I was like, great, because it's, it's beautiful sound quality too. But yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's good. Well, I do, I do know that before we had this conversation, I, I asked you if you wouldn't mind bringing your guitar and perhaps giving us a taste of, of something before, before we close. So maybe at some point soon, I'll... I'll ask you to um, to see what comes through you. But I guess just to move away from work for a second, what would you say has been 
like some of the biggest personal takeaways for you in the last couple of years, which as we know have been very, a little bit of everything, tumultuous, challenging, um, enlightening, illuminating. I mean, there's been so much for everybody this last two years. For you, what would you say, aside from the the rise of your work in this period, what has been a personal takeaway or revelation or highlight for you this last couple of years? Hmm. Well, one is I am the love of my life. Yes. <laughs> but to add to that, um, honestly, what feels really loud for me right now is um, the more I surrendered, like surrendered my need for suffering, surrendered my need for pain. Not that I don't still experience those things, right? Because we that's part of the journey. But surrendering the need to do that, I recognize that our essence is peace. And I've experienced some very interesting things as we all have in the last couple of years. And I didn't know that it was possible to experience some of those things with this much peace. And like, it really, um, it really offered me a whole new perspective on our existence and our ability, right, to create and to hold space and to simply be here now. That's beautiful, especially, I think, because in the last couple of years, we have seen the highs and the lows around peace. You know, we've seen a lot of people holding space for others, behaving in ways that are very benevolent towards others. And then we've also seen the opposite. So I, I love I love that you and all the practices that you do have cultivated that space in and for you, that you're now handing on and handing out as well as personally receiving. But but that's a really important piece. I think I like also what you said about the ancestors, because I think we forget that. I do think one of our egoic mind tendencies is to forget that we're we're teeny tiny in terms of the the span of the generations that we're just, you know, the next incarnation or iteration of. And I understand on a spiritual level that uh, time as we see it on a human level is is not relevant. But I also think it's very important to recognize that in your human life, in your human body, you have a certain fixed amount of time for which mm. we're here to heal. And I like hearing you say, letting go of the, you used a different word, but the way I've kind of understood it for myself is the pattern around suffering like the pattern or the addiction that I and our society will have to a certain level of suffering, like we keep returning to it, um, whether we're doing that culturally and collectively, or whether we're doing that personally because of traumas or, or, or things that we've experienced. So with all the work that you've done with breath work and meditation and journaling and being present, for sure, you're a beautiful advocate of how that work can open you out and expand you beyond the track that was perhaps laid down for us. Certainly, certainly, yeah. Um, yeah, and I like that, the pattern or the addiction, right, around suffering and turmoil, because it's, it's so interesting how simple, not always easy, right? <laughs> yeah. But how simple it can be 
to, to shift that pattern or shift that energy in that moment. Um, yeah, and, and the discomfort that you often have to go through to, to get there. You know, it took me a long time to be more comfortable with discomfort enough that I could push through some some of my stuff and some of my patterns. And I don't think we're, we're taught to hold space around discomfort very well uh, or not guided to understand when discomfort is just the stepping stone to becoming more comfortable. Um, I don't think we're given great, great guidance around that. So it's something you have to kind of figure out and learn for yourself. And of course, if you're deeply traumatized, discomfort is an alarm bell, you know, so you need help with your trauma, uh, your deep trauma before you can get to the place where you can start pushing your own comfort zone in a way that is helpful rather than triggering or re-traumatizing. Certainly, certainly. Yeah. Joel, I guess the the one last thing I would love to say to you before we maybe go to 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 receive some of your musical word medicine um, is I think the thing one of the things I loved most about you when I first saw you, I was like a soul called Joel. How cool is that? Like, I love that you put the soul aspect out front and center, and you put it above your name because I think you know one of my I guess the the way I'm wired and, and in my late teens, I walked back towards metaphysics, uh, towards intuition, and that was my path. And, and initially, that was my path of healing and trying to recover myself. And then I ended up working in it. And and the one thing that, you know, my guides are always saying is, is, is you're a soul and you're a human. And on earth, you tend to be defined and directed towards your humanity and not your soul. So the soul has been the abandoned part of the self that many of you are trying to bring back so that you can infuse your human with your soul. You don't have to get rid of your human. Your human is, 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 is its own beautiful thing. But if it's left for too long without the soul, we lose light, we lose love, we lose the spirit inside us. So I love that you are a soul called Joel. And even though, you know, we can look at that as defining you, um, it's actually just a great message for the world because we're all a soul called somebody. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. And I know that you changed, you you created that name a few years ago, if I, if I remember that correctly from something I read. Yeah, that's uh, in the last couple of years. It's pretty recent. It's very cool. It's very cool. I'm, I'm glad you did. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Thank you for being willing to play something for us. Is there anything that we we should do to uh, to to receive what you're about to give? Anything you want to guide us with? Mm. Let's see. Well, I don't know. Do you want to have a little? Um, do you want a song, or do you want to have like a a co-created experience? <laughs> I I want you to. I want you to to lead us with whatever it is that you feel we need to, we need to go through. Mm. Let's see. Hmm. Okay. This is a song that is on a, will be on love and liberation. It's called In My Truth. 
And you know that one of my truths is that I am love and liberation. I want to show up as loving for myself and uh, love for another in a way that liberates another. But at this point, I usually ask the crowd, <laughs> what is your truth? What is your soul truth? What is your soul identity? When I lay me down, no one else around. I am what I choose. No matter what comes or goes, I'll be in the flow. Cause I've got nothing to lose in my truth. Darling, in my truth. In my truth, in love, darling, in my truth. This is the part where I would ask you, Lee, what is your truth? <laughs> In this moment, receiving love, receiving the truth of spirit through your song, through your voice, through your words, remembering, remembering how big we are. Mm, that's beautiful. Mm, how big we are. <laughs>
Beautiful, beautiful. There's going to be a lot of people in tears listening to that, and I can't wait to hear the album. And your voice is such an instrument all by itself. It's beautiful. Mm. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. It's funny, Joel, because one thing that I think, one of the things that I find so impactful about your energy and your presence is we don't have at this point, we don't have a ton of examples of divine masculine energy. Uh, I mean, they're there and I know many of them, but to me, the divine masculine is always embodied by that combination of strength and sensitivity. And that's what I, I get from you and, and that song and hearing you sing. So yeah, I just wanted to, um, to, to thank you for that because I, I know for me growing up, it would have been really good for me to see more examples of that out in the world. And I didn't see enough. So I think that by itself is a healing force. Hmm. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. I, I agree. Yeah. It's been interesting to see, um, that there, I'm like, where are the other divine masculine? They're out there, but it's, um, it's growing. It's growing. It is. And that's great because it gives all of us permission to be able to find that energy in, inside ourselves. Also, if you're a woman or if you don't identify as uh, either of the gender roles, you know, I think, I think the divine masculine and feminine is in all of us, but we've had such separatist ways of looking at it and boxes and definitions and limits. So yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing when you get to behold it. So thank you for bringing that Joel among many other things. Ah, thank you. And thank you for taking this time with us today. And um, I know that um, many people are, are going to, if they haven't already found your work, are going to want to check out what you do. So I know that you, a soul called Joel on TikTok is, is right mm -hmm. now gathering quite a tribe, but a soul called Joel on Instagram. And of course, your website, a soul called Joel.com is yes. where people can see all of the different things that you do, the teaching, the meditations, the music. Um, is there anything else that we, we should mention while, while we're here? Um, I'm also, well, yeah, a soul job, <laughs> a soul called Joel.com has, uh, everything, but there's, uh, links to meditations, the rise journal, they can download, um, meditations on insight. And um, I've recently started exploring, diving into a few topics on uh, my own podcast called Hello Beautiful Souls. So that's Fantastic. that's very new. <laughs> We're a month Fantastic. in. Great, great. How often are you doing the podcast shows? Um, right now I'm doing one a week and mm. I'm exploring the frequency of it. It's just kind of like when I have a thought that feels like it's ready to be shared um, and exploring the format also. Sometimes I'm just talking by myself, sharing some music. But um, I've had a few Q&As, almost like Dear Gabby style in some of the lives. And so I'll bring in some of that um, recording as well. Beautiful, beautiful, great. Okay, fantastic. Well, we will put all the links below. But for today, Joel, thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. So you can find everything, everything Joel at asoulcalledjoel.com. And until next time, take good care of yourselves and big love from us here at the Impact the World podcast. For those of us who are sensitive, intuitive, or walking a spiritual path, it is our practices and the support that we have in our life 
that often is the key to how well we can walk through life. Nine years ago, I created the portal to be an answer to that need for members of my community who wanted to go more in depth with my work. And while my work is still very much a centerpiece of the portal, we have now added other teachers, other voices, other offerings, so that the portal can become a well-rounded place for you to receive nourishment and be uplifted, shifted and supported every single month. Here is a look at some of the offerings that you receive every month as a portal member. Once a month, I do a 90-minute live video broadcast. Don't worry if you can't be there live, everything in the portal is provided to you as a replay. But doing it live is a chance for me to be with you as a community. And in that broadcast, I channel, I speak about the energies of the month and expand on my monthly energy update and also take some community questions. Every month you will also receive an MP3 and the MP3 will either be a channeled message from my guides, the Z's, set to original music from Davor Bozik, or it will be an energy alchemy meditation or some other energy teaching. These will be put into your members library and you will have access to them to stream and download. We also give you access to a classics library where we take eight classic recordings from recent years so that you can listen to more. Qigong and wellness teacher Stephen Washington gives you an exclusive Qigong sequence every single month. It's called the Body Energy Update and he takes the themes from my monthly energy updates on YouTube and creates a movement sequence for you designed to support you and your process as we go through each month. Stephen is also a wonderful meditation teacher and so you will have access to a library of short, digestible meditations from him. As soon as you join, you will also get access to our bonus Intuitive Power Workshop. This was a tour that we took to several different countries a couple of years ago and we had it professionally filmed. So you will be able to watch a four and a half hour video workshop where both myself and Stephen teach you about accessing and owning your intuition in a deeper way. And to round all of this out, we have special member discounts on courses of mine. We also have special music playlists each month. One set of songs designed to help soothe you and one set of songs designed to get you moving. And last year, we brought to the portal something I have wanted to do for a very long time, The Portal Presents. It's where I get to invite some incredible teachers, creatives, healers, musicians into the portal. And every month we spotlight one of them where they deliver an on-camera teaching specifically for our portal members. It's a beautiful new feature. We have had some incredible people coming in and we've got some amazing people lined up for the next year. And the final aspect of the portal is mine and my team's favorite. It's the community energy. So as well as having a private members forum inside the portal, for those of you who aren't on social media, we also have a private moderated Facebook group exclusively for portal members. This is where so many members get to share what they're experiencing, things they're learning, people they're enjoying, and essentially connecting you with people from all over the world who are focused on similar interests to you. 
My aim with the portal has always been to offer you as much value for your membership as possible. And I feel like in the last year or so, we have really been able to maximize that. So we look forward to welcoming you to the portal and we hope it is a place that can nourish your mind, your body, and your soul. Big love.